At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of charts at Billboard. Joining me, as always, is the fabulous Billboard.com senior editor, Katie Atkinson. Oh, hello, Keith. How are you, Katie? Doing good. How about yourself? I am swell. Did you have a nice weekend? Absolutely. Absolutely. A weekend is always a nice weekend. It seemed to go a little bit too quickly. Uh, always does. I know people are hearing this probably on like Tuesday evening, Wednesday, and so the weekend is long in the past. But for us, it's still fresh because we're recording this on Monday. Yes, and I, I did a little work for the Emmys last night on Billboard.com, so it was a working weekend, but still a lovely weekend. Grease Live was a big winner. Yeah. It beat out Beyonce. Beat Beyonce. Ooh. The Voice won for the reality show competition as well. Like, yeah. So, yeah. There was some music-y things. Music. Tori Kelly performed. She during... did. John Mayer was there too. John Mayer performed with the house band. Yeah. The that's... Stranger Things kids performed before the show. They play, did Uptown Funk. Because why not? Because why not? <laughs> well, um, cool. Um, well, you know what's happening uh, this weekend in terms of uh, big things that we get to be doing, which it's not on our script, but I thought I would mention it. We're both going to the iHeart Music Festival in Las Vegas yes, this weekend. Yes, we will be there um, all weekend talking to your favorite stars. And seeing some awesome music, hopefully. Um, Katie and I were both there last year, and we are going back for a return engagement. They just couldn't get enough of us, so they invited (laughs) us back. Um, They may have the VMAs in New York, but we've got iHeart. Exactly. We'll always have Vegas. We'll always have Vegas. (laughs) Trust, Katie and I are already planning, like, what restaurants we'll be eating at while we're in Vegas. It's not just about getting to talk to fabulous celebrities, but it's also eating food. It's like, it's a good 75% of it is the food. Oh, stop. (laughs) All right, well, um, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop and food on Billboard's (laughs) weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the week's big pop news, fun chart stats and stories, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. On this week's show, we actually have two interviews with two wildly different artists, uh, Backstreet Boys and Bianca Del Rio. Katie caught up with Nick, Kevin, and AJ of the Backstreet Boys recently, and they talked about getting back in the studio, and uh, Katie had some fun facts about their legendary chart history, which... Provided uh, by Keith, but yes. Provided by me, (laughs) but um, uh, you might be surprised at uh, some of the answers that uh, the guys give Katie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know I was. (laughs) Uh, Plus, I sat down with the fabulous drag queen and winner of season six on RuPaul's Drag Race, Bianca Del Rio. We kikied about possible Grammy Award aspirations, the possibility of releasing a comedy album, and her thoughts on, quote, manufactured pop stars. Her words, not mine. (laughs) 
Uh, plus, we've got chart chat about how Lady Gaga's Perfect Illusion debuts straight into the top 20 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, a new number one album from Jason Aldean on the Billboard 200 chart, and how the Beatles capture their 32nd top 10 album with Live at the Hollywood Bowl. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss a single episode, and give us a rating or review while you're at it. If you have any questions for us, feel free to tweet us at Keith underscore Caulfield or KT Atkinson. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcast. Oh, yeah! <laughs> um... So let's uh, dive into the chart chat. Big pop news on the chart this week. Lady Gaga. So d- d- were you, uh, last week we were predicting that it was going to debut in the top 20. Uh, did you have any, did you make any internal guesses, Katie, about where you thought it might end up? I respect our chart geniuses at Billboard and thought, yep, if it, they say top 20, then it's going to be top 20. And sure enough. It was top 20. So Number you, 15. You didn't even think like, hmm, I wonder, will it be 17, 18, No, 15? I guess I didn't think that specifically. I'm oh. going to be honest. I definitely, like, when you say top 20, I'm like, it's going to be 11 through 20. <laughs> <laughs> that's where it will be. Indeed, that's where it is. It debuts straight in at number 15 on the Billboard Hot 100, giving Lady Gaga her 16th top 20 hit. The song sold 100,000 downloads in the tracking week ending September 15th, according to Nielsen Music, which is uh, basically what industry forecasters had predicted. I think we were saying, like, it could sell around 100,000, and look, we were... That's what it did. It's exactly, it was 100. Um, Further, the track earned 8.3 million streams uh, in that same tracking week, and also lands at number 25 on the streaming songs chart. For comparison purposes, because I'm sure you're probably sitting there listening to this going, hmm, how's that stack up to, like, the last, you know, big single from... I was wondering, and Gary Trust answered all my questions in his article about its debut today. Yeah, so, uh, comparably, um, her last solo pop album, Art Pop, um, back in 2013, saw its first single, Applause, debut at number six on the Hot 100, and it sold 218,000 copies in its first week. Uh, applause eventually peaked at number four. Um, so here's the question, um, and it's the question that's on our script. Uh, should we worry about the number 15 debut? Um, should should Is it time to should panic? Should we worry? Should we, no, well, I mean, <laughs> we meaning like the royal Should we. Gaga's label or? <laughs> no, I, I, I feel like it probably reflects the uh, mixed reviews that the song got when it first debuted. Right. Um, But I don't think that that necessarily speaks to its longevity. I think that it's something that I've heard multiple people tell me that it's grown on them since they first heard it. Mm. So, um, you know, possibly this is going to have a second life. Who knows? A grower, maybe. Or they put another single out more quickly than anticipated and blow us away with a different song. Right. Another another option. Well, um, you know, the song is uh, still uh, gaining steam at Top 40 Radio, which is Lady Gaga's core format. Uh, that's her bread and butter when it comes to radio. Uh, the song rises from number 31 to number 24 on the Pop Songs Airplay chart, uh, which is a pretty good jump. So it's still building. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will have to wait and see how, uh, how, how perfect... Perfect Illusion can get. Maybe it needs a Sean Paul remix. <laughs> Maybe. Like Sia with Exactly. Uh, with Cheap, Cheap Thrills. Thrills. Yeah. That went all the way to number one. 
Who knew? I mean, really, was there that much of a difference between the original Cheap Thrills and the one with Sean Paul, or is it just really well, Sean Paul's? If we're speaking frankly, I prefer the original version, and now there's just all this Sean Paul sprinkled on the song. But it's, but it's the same music, right? It is. It is. Yeah. It's just a lot more Sean Paul. He's just sprinkled throughout the song. Indeed. Okay. I've, I should have known that, but I was like, wait, I don't really remember. I don't, I'm not familiar with the original version yeah. as much as the Sean Paul version. Um, well, let's talk about Jason Aldean on the Billboard 200. <laughs> I say that like that because it's sort of country. That sounds stupid. Mm. No, Katie's just shaking her head at me. And all um, the country listeners have tuned out now. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the pop shop. Yeah, so. that's fair. So those might be few and far between anyway. Yeah, at, at this point, you already know how like lame I am. So <laughs> this, this already kind of is par for the course. Um, so Jason Aldean... Uh, brings country music back to number one uh, on the Billboard 200 album chart for the first time since late last year, believe it or not. Um, his new album, They Don't Know, debuts at number one, and it earned 138,000 equivalent album units in the week ending September 15th. And of that sum, 131,000 were in traditional album sales. Well, it's the first country album to rule the Billboard 200 since uh, late 2015 when Chris Stapleton's Traveler spent two weeks atop the list. Uh, and those those two weeks were, um, well, the first week was when he just... Re- was after a single night. Yes. Just CMAs, one night. right? Um, on the, the Country Music Association mm-hmm. Awards. What yep. happened? I, refresh our memories, Katie, because I, I think we were both here watching it. I'll tell we? you what. I'll refresh your memory because it is, it's embedded in my memory because he performed with one Justin Timberlake oh, on that right. show. Justin Timberlake. And it was great. They they did um, uh, one of Chris's songs, and then they did uh, Drink You Away uh, from Justin's uh, 2020 Part 2. And it was just an awesome look for both of them. It introduced Chris to a lot of non-country fans who didn't know that he'd been, you know, paying his dues in Nashville for a decade, right. writing songs in a band, etc. And it also gave uh, Justin like a new look to country fans too. So it just was like the coolest performance and paid uh, very yes. sweet dividends yeah, to he, uh, Chris Stapleton. He won a bunch of awards too that oh, night. Yeah. And oh yeah. So the album uh, re-entered the chart directly at number one um so this is the first country album to be number one since chris stapleton and then this is also the first country album to be, to debut at number one in over a year since luke bryan's kill the lights uh debuted on the august 29th 2015 dated chart um some other fun facts about uh jason aldean uh, this is his third straight number one on the billboard 200 now that's impressive especially hearing that not every country album makes it to number one. He's got three straight. Yeah, three in a row. I mean, the sales are getting a little bit um, smaller right? as each opening week passes. Um, comparably, his last album, Old Boots, Old Boots, New Dirt. Say that five times fast. Old Boots, New Dirt. It started with 278,000 sold. The new album we just talked about sold 131,000. So that's like well less um and then a couple years before that night train started with 409,000 but you know in general album sales are going down right so um you know unless you're say Beyonce or Drake it's really hard to motivate people to buy a full album Mm -hmm. um even if you're country fans who are still album buyers so anywho congratulations to Jason Aldean congratulations to Jason Aldean um, also in the top 10 on the Billboard 200 this week, I mean, there was actually a lot of debuts on the Billboard 200. Uh, there were uh, five debuts in total, um, where there were debuts from Jason Aldean, The Head and the Heart, Bastille, The Beatles, 
um, and Jack White. Okay. Uh, so it was very um, country and then rock. Yeah. <laughs> Whole lot of rock and country. Um, but the Beatles um, debut at number seven with Live at the Hollywood Bowl, and it's their 32nd top 10 album. Wow. Um, yeah, that's For nuts. a band that only was around for a decade. They've been quite Pretty prolific. impressive. Yeah. Um, and 35,000 of that were in traditional album sales, which is not terribly surprising. Um, the group last hit the top 10 back in 2013 with On Air Live at the BBC Volume 2, which also reached number 7. Now, here's kind of an interesting thing about this album. It's a new album, but it's based on an old album. Right. I knew there have been other iterations of this Hollywood Bowl yes. uh, audio before. So this album is 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 um, basically um, kind of like a redo, but a whole new, new redo mm. of the 1977 album, The Beatles at the Hollywood Bowl. Um, and both albums feature songs, in fact, the same track list from three concerts that the that the um, Beatles did at the Hollywood Bowl here in Los Angeles back in 1964 and 1965. Um, basically, they put the album out in 1977. It reached number two. Um, but the album was generally... Uh, I, I, how do I put this? It's like people just basically complained that like you couldn't really hear the Beatles because... Oh, it's because just, the crowd noise was so aggressive, right? Yeah. Which, I mean, is kind of their their uh, reputation just screaming fans the fans are just so so bonkers and they only had like they could only record three tracks they had a three track recorder so you know evidently the band couldn't really hear themselves on stage the audience was really loud and it's really amazing they actually got anything Mm. um on record um so they did the best they could in 1977 and the album did go to number two but eventually the album went out of print um and it's one of the, the the few beatles albums the few sort of official beatles albums that went out of print and they probably willingly made it go out of print yeah they're like we're gonna let this crowd sound album go. yeah basically this <laughs> yeah we're gonna let that one go so through the magic of technology they were able to go back and revisit the original three track tapes and minimize the crowd volume and that's why Capitol records and apple records and universal music really see this as a brand new album mm. it's, they're, they're like you can't really com- like yes it, it is related to that 1977 album but it's such a whole new beast mm-hmm. and it has a new title mm-hmm. that they're looking at it as, as if it's a whole new project yeah um and there's also some bonus tracks on it so it's a um it's a fun feat for the beatles to have their 32nd uh top 10 album and now it's time for the chart stat of the week man keith is just killing me with these surprise chart stats of the week um so <laughs> it's quiz katie time oh man not even on the script do, 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 do. No, I have a separate one. <laughs> oh, man. You don't have this piece this of paper. Is real stealth mode. Um, with the Beatles earning their 32nd top 10 album, mm-hmm. can you name the other three acts with at least mm. 30 top 10s? Wow. Okay. So there's four acts in total that have achieved 30 top 10 albums. And these are groups. Or did you say artists? Acts. Just anything. Acts in general. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. So one of them is the Beatles. One of them is the Beatles. Their first top ten came in nineteen sixty four. Got to be somebody like really prolific too. I mean, somebody's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to go with the Rolling Stones next. Correct. They have the most top tens. You want to take a wild stab in the dark of how many? Um. Oh, so they have more than thirty two. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. Uh. Thirty nine. Thirty six. Oh. Okay. They have the most. 
Um, are they contemporaries of the Beatles or not so much? Like, are they? Um, well, uh, all all of these acts were charting back in the 1960s. Re- okay, that's great. Yeah. That's great information. Um, one of them, um, ha- what what just made fabulous chart news like two weeks ago. Oh, really? Like Barbara Streisand? Barbara Streisand with 34 top tens. Um, okay, so for the last one, is it a, a group or a solo artist? Solo artist. Solo artist, okay. Um, my first thought was Stevie Wonder. Nope. Um, but I think he was more 70s, wasn't he? Is he around in the 60s? Anyway. He debuted in the 60s, but, you okay. know, not, 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 not more than 30. Elvis Presley? No. Ooh, thought I had it. Nope. Um, Elvis has, like, 20-something, probably, but not in the 30s. Least started in the sixties. I'll, I'll give you a hint. Yes, this person's dead. Okay, this person died a number of years ago. Not like forever ago, but in it's our... not Michael Jackson. No, because he was Michael Jackson hasn't put out that many albums. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when I first started thinking of this. This person also started mm. a record label back in the nineteen sixties, I believe. Oh wow, a label that sort of uh, still exists. Wow. I'm get, I'm I'm drawing a complete blank. Frank Sinatra. Oh, Sinatra. The, I actually didn't know he had a record label. Reprise. Okay. Reprise is his uh he started that record label. Not Frank Sinatra. 32 top 10s for Frank Sinatra. So the Beatles have 32, uh, so does Sinatra. Barbara Streisand has 34 and the Rolling Stones have a record 36, the most top 10s in the history of the Billboard 200 albums chart. There's your chart stat of the week. Oh yeah. <laughs> Now it's time for our first guest interview with Backstreet's Back. All right. Well, it's very appropriate that we are uh, transitioning from chart stats into this because we uh, we flung some chart stats at the Backstreet Boys in our interview. And actually, I only had three of the five Backstreet Boys. I had uh, AJ, Nick, and Kevin for this interview. We had a great chat. We talked about how they have new music on the way. They're back in the studio. They talked about being a little inspired by some music they made recently with Florida Georgia Line. Uh-oh. So maybe there could be a little country, a little twang involved. Um, they are Southern boys. They all pointed out. They're like, we are, you know, we did come from like Florida and we like, grew up with country. And are they you all know, from Florida? Not all of them. But yes, they were like, don't like this is where this is our roots. Like this makes sense. This is like a total Lionel Richie thing. Like with Tuskegee. <laughs> like I'm totally from the South. I don't, I don't see them going full country though. We'll see. You'll, we'll you'll see. hear. You'll hear that they like most artists don't like to be blocked into a, a genre in right. general. Um, we also talked about their, their legendary history on the charts and, um, the whole interview was um, because they have this brand new commercial with Chex Mix where they're going head to head with a boy band called Snack Street. Snack so, Street's back. Which is also incredible. So they were chomping on Chex Mix during the entire interview. but um, <laughs> As you do. Yes. Um, this was a super treat. Um, they were such a delight. So here's our interview with three fifths of the Backstreet Boys. Hello to Kevin, AJ, and Nick from the Backstreet Boys, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. Hi. Thank you. Thanks for having us. How are you guys doing today? We are doing quite well. How about yourself? Excuse us, because we might be chomping on some Chex Mix. Yeah, if you hear crunching sounds, that's that's on on purpose. Sorry. I'm not going to interrupt your Chex Mix (laughs) eating. That's totally fine. Thank you. (laughs) So it's 
it's an honor to have you guys on the show today. Um, this year you're actually celebrating the 20th anniversary of your debut self-titled album, and you're still actively performing and making new music as a group. Um, Nick, what do you think it is about this group of guys that has such staying power over the last two decades? We don't take no for an answer, number <laughs> one. Uh, we're stubborn, um, and uh, no, honestly, we, we love what we do. Um, we love our. We really love our music. Uh, we love each other. We're passionate about uh, performing, getting on stage, and, and we have and I think amazing all that, loyal fans. And that translates, and I think our fans see that, you know, from us, and see how much we care about them. Uh, and so it's it's that nice relationship between our fans and 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 us that I think keeps us going. And Kevin, does it feel like it's been 20 years since that debut album? It doesn't. It doesn't at all. It seems like yesterday. <clears throat> it's crazy. Um, and, you know, obviously you guys have had a great career so far, but you're still in the studio, still making new music. So, AJ, what can you tell us about new, what new music you guys have in the works? Well, um, we've been in the studio now for like the past, I'd say, almost seven months um, in the creative process, brainstorming, trying to kind of hone in on a sound, on a direction, working with some brand new up and coming producers, writers, um, and really just, you know, getting our feet wet. Um, I think you can definitely expect the traditional Backstreet Boys harmonies, which we've kind of steered away from the past couple of albums, um, you know, getting back to that true Backstreet Boys sound. But who knows what's going to come out of the kitchen. We're in there cooking up some awesome music right now, so we'll see what happens. But uh, Harmonies. Harmonies, yes. Harmonies. Harmonies. If all goes as planned, we would love to have a single out top of the year, album short to follow, and then gear up for a world tour in the summer of 2017. Amazing. And, you know, when you're act interacting with your fans online and at events, what kind of feedback are you getting on your newer music? Do fans kind of expect you to sound the same and go back to those harmonies all the time, or are they open to hearing new sounds from you guys? Our fans are extremely um, versatile. I'd like to say, uh, they, I think, you know, when we do music and when we put new things out, they just, they want to see us perform, they want to see us, they want to hear our harmonies, they want to hear us sing, um, and we always try to give them something new and fresh um, that wasn't done before, and I think they appreciate that, um, and that's like, an example would be, the most recent thing that happened was we did a collaboration with a, a, a band that I'm a huge fan of, uh, Florida Georgia Line, and we did a song with them called God, Your Mom, and Me. And um, that's just another example of how we're always trying to challenge ourselves and, and step out of the box and kind of take a leap of faith and uh, try new things because, you know, we just want to keep it interesting. So, um, and I, I, that's what the Backstreet Boys are. And can we expect a bit of that genre stretching on some of the new music as well? I mean, in our past, we had a song called Drowning, which was, uh, we recorded it actually during the Black and Blue album recording process. That album came out in 2000, but our label uh, wanted to release a greatest hits after that album and so that was a standalone single that was on the greatest hits record it was called drowning um, that had a 
real, I mean, it leaned heavily into the country genre, as well as another song called Safest Place to Hide that was on our Never, Never Gone, Gone album that was uh, and produced by John Shanks. And, and we've collaborated with uh, um, artists uh, like Shania Twain yep. mm -hmm. in the past. We did performances with her. Um, uh, and So that's not a far stretch for no. us because, I mean, I'm a, I grew up in Kentucky, Brian and I. Uh, the rest of the guys grew up in Florida. I mean, we're Southern boys, so we, we were heavily influenced by country, pop, rock, R&B, hip-hop. We're, we're fans of many genres, so that collaboration was with Florida Georgia Line, being that they, they're fans of what we do and we're fans of what they do. That was just kind of a natural thing yeah. that happened, and, and that's kind of what we're looking for, what, what feels natural to us. Yeah, and, and another thing, too, just la one last thing, is that what I've noticed is that the gr some of the greatest songs are still being written in the country world. Um, just songs, good, good lyrics, great um, stories, Storytelling. Um, and great harmonies. And so as the Backstreet Boys, we're always just searching for songs. You know, we, we've been lucky to have songs like I Want It That Way and songs that people can remember and sing with great melodies. And, and so we're always searching for songs like that. And we're a vocal harmony group. That's what we do. And we want to continue to do that. Definitely, and you know, you guys have, like I said, been doing it for 20 years, and you have such an incredible history on the Billboard charts. And since we're Billboard, of course, we <laughs> love the charts. Yeah. Thank um, you. Your first nine charting albums, so all of your albums so far, have all reached the top ten of the Billboard 200 albums chart, and only two other groups had their first nine albums all reach the top ten. That was Led. Um, that was Led Zeppelin. Oh my God! Amazing. I was going to ask if you and, could guess. And Sade. <laughs> Sade. Oh, and most people don't even know that Sade is a group. But, yeah, yeah. That, that is exactly right. You guys know your history. Um, <laughs> and we're proud. We're proud. Stat. We're proud. That's great company that's to awesome be company in. Company we're so right proud there. of that. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for acknowledging that. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, do you guys ever get used to hearing, you know, those kind of, uh, you know, history-making stats or, you know, that you guys accomplished all that? Do we get tired of it? Um, yeah. You know, you I, I, think, it. <laughs> I think it's when we do hear those stats, it just reminds us of, you know, where we've come from and what we have accomplished. Uh, it's nice to, to get our memories refreshed and, and to realize, you know what, we have done some pretty incredible things, and it just makes us grateful and, and, and to know that we're blessed to to still be doing it today. And that gives us opportunities to, to uh, work with um, you know, people who we found out were fans of us as well. You know, when it comes to Chex Mix, because uh, um, they approached us and, and wanted us to, to, and so we kind of created this uh, funny sort of world um, with the Saturday Night Live writers and, and created this uh, funny sketch comedy with this video that's coming out uh, live today on Chex Mix Facebook and their YouTube page. So we're super excited for you guys to see that. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a riot, it's a lot of fun. We're poking fun at ourselves and um, creating this uh, 90s boy band rivalry with a fictitious band called uh, Snack Street Boys. So it's gonna be fun. Thank you, yeah. so, thank you so much for taking the time out with us today. We really appreciate it. and. Uh, Hopefully we'll see you on those billboard charts again soon. 
Absolutely. We would love it. And thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you so much to Nick, AJ, and Kevin for getting on the phone with us. Um, They could not have been more fun. And uh, I obviously grew up in the boy band era. So it was kind of surreal for me to be on the phone with them. So super fun. And we really appreciate it. You didn't tell them about how we had a hard time coming up with one of their song titles a couple weeks ago during uh, the podcast. No, but you know what? Then we sang like almost their entire song, so obviously yeah. we just couldn't come up with the we, name we of just, it. We, were just, we got there eventually, as we did tweet to someone. We got there. And I like that when we're left to our own devices, I pick up a Backstreet Boys interview, and you take on a Drag Queen interview. As I would. Um, <laughs> so uh, it's time for our second guest interview, um, and you know... I am sort of the unofficial drag editor at Billboard, um, having interviewed RuPaul a couple times, who, of course, is the supermodel of the world, um, along with contestants from RuPaul's Drag Race like Willem, Courtney Act, Sharon Needles. And the Pop Shop podcast has actually welcomed drag racer Adore Delano on the show. Um, and, of course, all these queens are also singers as well, many with Billboard chart histories under their sequined belt. <laughs> um so I recently actually had the opportunity to do a um, Facebook Live Q&A with uh, Bianca Del Rio, the winner of the sixth season of Drag Race, and really just an all-around hilarious queen. So we thought, why not you know, record a little something for the podcast, too? Um, even though Bianca isn't really a singer, um, like she's like released like two songs but like this isn't she's music adjacent she's music adjacent she's from the world of pop (laughs) yes um so now bianca is actually a stand-up comedian an insult comedian if you will and someone who joan rivers once called amazing Uh, bianca's toured the world and is heading out on the road again for the not today satan tour which begins on september 28th in seattle right before that though her film hurricane bianca in which she stars alongside rachel dratch alan cumming and margaret cho will be released to video download on September 23rd. A film, by the way, which was completely crowdfunded to the tune of $170,000. So, in our interview, we chat about the movie, plus how singing is not her forte, but a comedy album sounds quite exciting, Uh, her opinion on manufactured pop stars that lip-sync in concert, and she reflects on the genius that is Joan Rivers. So, here's our chat with Bianca Del Rio. Welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast, Bianca Del Rio. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm quite well. I'm in air condition and got somewhat out of drag, so it's kind of exciting. Um, drag is not something that you would spend much time with in the heat or the sun, right? No, but I'm from New Orleans, so I experienced both of them growing up, and so nothing is worse than that. I mean, truly, you have to look at a drag queen that is standing there knowing that they're making soup and their pantyhose is quite quite the experience i gotta tell you when i went to um and by the way we're recording this right after we've done a facebook live with bianca yes it was live not dead live not dead yes um, and i was late <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay no need to go back um a couple of weeks ago we did a facebook live with rupaul at, ah. on the set of drag race yes how was that um it was cold it's very cold yes freezing yes i love that and afterwards rue was outside because <laughs> i can totally call rue rue of course yeah you're in no. the group you're yeah. in the group yeah um, I'm in the girl group. You are. I'm in the Rue group. Yes. Oh, it's going to be a oh. skit. It'll probably be a challenge on next season. I've of course. That would be amazing. Um, but I went outside and Rue was having a cup of coffee and I said, it's freezing. She's like, well, you know, 
we don't work very well in warm temperatures. No, not at all. We just start to melt. No, and that was an interesting factor when I got there. Uh, I brought one hoodie. I don't know why. I'm thinking, I'm going to Los Angeles. I'm not going to need it. And thank God I had it because it was a cold fucking room. Especially in the workroom, too. It's not just the one soundstage that we're on because it's two separate soundstages that you're on. And Rue is in the workroom maybe an hour. <laughs> so it's kind of like, <laughs> oh, my God. So it, it's quite cold in there. But, uh, you know, come on. Not a bad experience. I could freeze for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you did well because, of course, you won your season. Well, you know, it, winning winning is a great treat, you know, in order to win. But, I mean, as I've said before and many, many times, and I really mean it, is that I was in great company. It was a good season. And to have Courtney act and Adore Delano there with me was, was quite lovely. And Darian Lake. Oh, and Darian Lake's a hoot. She is one of my favorite people. She's such a nasty bitch. I love her. Um, so uh, we're, we're talking primarily because you have a new movie coming out, Hurricane Bianca. Correct. Which I, it, we talked about this in the Facebook Live for people that didn't see that, though. Yes. This was a labor of love of your director, correct? Yes. My, my dear friend, Matt Kugelman, who wrote, directed, produced, made it all happen, uh, he had this idea pre-Drag Race that he wanted to do this film about a serious topic that most people don't know about, and it's uh, a story about a guy who's a school teacher and who gets transferred to a very small town where it's legal in 29 states in the United States to be fired for being gay. So this guy gets outed and fired, and uh, in order to get back at the town and these very small-minded people, uh, he returns as... Bianca Del Rio uh, to seek revenge. So it deals with a serious subject in, in a very funny way, but I was kind of shocked to find out that that's still a, a deal, you know, yeah. and we filmed in Texas where it is illegal. What is that? Is there a bug? A There's cricket? literally a cricket in here. I hear something. We got a cricket. It's, it's funny. I mean, we should, I think it's just part of the podcast. That's hilarious. We don't mind it. But there's literally a cricket. Usually when I tell a joke, I hear crickets, but uh, so it, it deals with a... Uh, <laughs> It deals with a serious topic in a funny way, but, it, you know, here is Texas where it's legal for this to happen. And I don't think people are aware of that, which is kind of nuts, yeah. you know? Weird. It's very strange. Yeah. It's, it's a very strange thing to think that your sexual orientation has something to do with, you know, uh, your job performance. I mean, really, that doesn't seem to make any sense. <laughs> interrupted us yes we decided to move to another room yes and and restart the interview sure we're not restart the whole thing we're just going to pick up where we left off okay and we were talking about hurricane bianca and yes um it will be out uh well it, by the time people hear this it might already be out on digital download yeah well what's happening is uh next week which is the 19th for me uh the 19th we start our um our premieres, which is in New York, uh, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and chicago and then on the 23rd it's going to be available on itunes vimeo and Amazon as well for you to get the film. And worldwide, if you go to wolfvideo.com, wolfvideo with an e. yeah. yeah. e.com, uh, that you can get it globally. Was there, a, was there ever a plan or hope to get it into like traditional theaters? Well, what happened was we had done one, uh, we had started out with a film festival in Toronto, I believe it was. Ah. And the purpose of doing the film festival was, of course, to get a distributor. And we immediately got a distributor before it even happened, which was great. So uh, we're in theaters for the premieres for these particular showings uh, and then everyone can get it now you know on demand because that's the thing apparently the kids don't want to go to the movies I thought you were trying to get like an academy you know oh, run yeah, consideration yeah. oh well you know Meryl made a movie so I'm screwed that ain't gonna happen Ugh. well you know she's not the only one who can wear a wig and do an accent and you'll be on on tour uh, this fall. Yes. Uh, Not Today Satan uh, starts up in September, runs through uh, November. November 4th. Yes, I, I made my last show. Actually, I'm doing a, I'm doing a one-off after New Orleans. New Orleans, my hometown, is my, my last run with this group. And then I have a, a pickup date that I'm doing in San Antonio as well, which was just added. 
Now, is that part of the not to, not today's? It is part of the tour. It's just dealt with a different super producers. So mm-hmm. these particular dates that I have from September to November fourth are with AEG, and this other one is a one-off with someone oh. else that I've worked with before because I've played San Antonio before. Uh, but my agreement with the first company was just that first month. Got it. Yeah. Technical. Technical jumble. stuff. All business, honey. Business. business it's Hollywood. Stuff. Hollywood. Um, now Crickets in Hollywood. You don't sing in the show, do you? you oh don't God, sing no. Or anything, do you? No, it's never. Well, I mean, I've done it in my life. Um, right. You know, I did musical theater, and then I've also done drag where I lip sync. And then the, going through the ranks, you know, being an old queen, and after doing it now 20 years, it's kind of like you find what works for you. And I always encourage people that are doing drag, like, I want to be this. Like, go try everything. And mm-hmm. I did, and not everything was successful. Um, even the cricket, <laughs> after a couple of jokes, basically <laughs> said, mm, not chirp, really, chirp. girl. Chirp, chirp, mm. bitch, get out of here. But it's you try everything, and then you figure out what works for you. And I was able to... You know, try all those other ends, and it kind of added up to being this. So now because it helps. Now because Billboard is music. Yes, um, I want to ask sort of. A, mu- a couple music questions. Yeah, I need to do a comedy album is what I need to do. Well, yeah, I was going to say, we, d- we talked about this on the Facebook Live a little bit, but yeah. if you put out a... Spoken word. Uh, you put out a comedy album. Yeah. And you, you get it in before the end of September, you could try to get it in consideration for the Grammy Awards. I need to do this. Wouldn't that be fabulous to win it? Well, now that Rue has an Emmy, I can get a Grammy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You better work. Kathy Griffin, every time she did a stand-up special, she would take the audio and turn it into an album, put it onto iTunes, and then she would put that into the Grammy consideration. She eventually got herself a Grammy. Mm. She'll do anything, won't she? Not well. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Remind me to tell you something off camera. Okay. Okay, Yeah. And you've only done like like two songs. Like, is 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 doing music just not something that you want to do at all? Well, I think there's enough manufactured people who can't sing that are making enough money off of it. That's really not my forte. I mean, I come back. I mean, I'm from the day where if you bought a ticket, you went to go see someone live, you expected to see them perform live. And nowadays, everybody's so kind of manufactured, mm-hmm. and it's almost like forgiven, which I don't grasp. And I recently saw, well, not recently, maybe three years ago, I saw Beyonce at Roseland in in. Um, in New York, and my roommate at the time was a huge Beyonce fan. She's like, oh my God, she's the best, she's the best. And I'm like, I'm not mad at her, I like her, sure. So it was a free ticket, and I went to the show, and she was great. And after the show, my friend was like, can you believe that? She sang, and she danced, and she did everything. And I'm like, that's what they're supposed to do. do. That's what it was back in the day. So um, I just find it quite interesting that so many people are manufactured, that if I pay good money to go see someone, and touring now, obviously, is the only way that they make the big bucks, I expect a spectacle and a performance, you know? And it's hard because I don't want to be one of those people that's just like a, a one-trick Millie Vanilli pony. There's enough drag queens that do that unsuccessfully. Why should I add myself to the list? Do do what you do well. Yeah. And do it. And, I mean, nothing wrong with it. I mean, there's you know there's certain drag performers like Adore who is a singer and Courtney singer. Act who's a performer Courtney, as well. Willem, um, Willem has an amazing voice. Willem does. Yeah. Sadly, his face is involved, which causes the problem. But oh, but you're, you're good friends. Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, she's my sister. Um, <laughs> I'm supposed to say that by by law. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting because it's never really been something I wanted to do. But, you know, a comedy album sounds quite exciting. Now, have you heard, uh, uh, speaking of yes. some, some sort of triple threat artists, Yeah. have you heard Britney's new album, Glory, by the way? Uh, you know what? It was shoved down my throat via Facebook. And, I mean, I love... <laughs> I lo- People are saying it's great. Well, of course. Well, it, it's, it's so interesting to me because for everyone that loves it, there's someone who rags it. And the thing is, like, look, like what you like. I don't want to hear about it on the page. You can't convince me that she's God's gift. God bless her. She's from Louisiana. I'm from Louisiana. I am all about a girl making her dollar. But I've never gotten the the the, the same energy or life from her that everyone else does. Now, not to say that she's not successful and she's not doing something right. I mean, obviously, but it's just never been my, my cup of tea. I'm not mad at her, but I don't. I have. I'm not. I wouldn't pay to go see her in Vegas. Is right. my thing. 
I haven't. Do you have a particular kind of music that you enjoy? Are you like pop diva type? Well, I like old school shit. You know, I mean, I grew up with Madonna, so you know, it's one of those things. Madonna, Janet, Whitney. Yes, Yes. I do, I do, because you can't go wrong with a playlist like that. I mean, in their heyday, which was all you know, the nineties. Not to say they're bad. Well, one's dead, but not to say that they're bad now. But uh, and then lately, the last music that Janet put out, you can't tell one song from the other. But I love you know Pleasure Principle and Mm. you know uh, all that good stuff from then and Madonna in the nineties. You can't beat that. Yeah. So I love anything that's kind of old school that has a beat. You yeah. know, and not a rapper interrupting in the middle of a fucking song. <laughs> that drives me crazy. Um, I want to ask you a couple um, sort of. About uh, women's health care? Yes. Yeah, women's health care, please. I <laughs> want to, uh, as we wrap up, because we should yeah. probably be wrapping up soon. Um, I want to sort of name a couple of your collaborators. And then you can just sort of remark about them. Oh, that's good. Not like not a, collaborators. Like, okay, it's not like a read or anything. Okay, it's just like well, you know, you know that's where it's going to go. No, well, <laughs> you take it wherever you want to go. Of course. Um, okay. Uh, Joan Rivers. Oh, the best. Um, you know, it was one of those people that they they say never meet your idols, and meeting her was was truly amazing. Genius, smart funny uh and and she just got it you know made fun of herself before making fun of anyone else and smart and a genius businesswoman i mean when this woman died she millions that she left and and you don't think about that very very smart and to have that career that lasted that long mad props mad props you are you are very much like joan rivers or um phyllis diller oh i love that in that kind of it's a huge compliment fashion you know yeah i love them old school and it's it's just it's just smart she's just she was just very very smart and you know when you look at something like fashion police now that it's airing and no offense to anyone that's there because i love margaret cho and you know i love melissa rivers it's just one of those things that she just had that that fire, you yeah. know, that that you don't realize it w- until it's not there. She had the incredible knowledge of fashion, but she yes. also had an incredible wit. Completely. And, just, and she was... And fearless. Yes. Fearless, which was genius. And people wanted to be read by her or made fun of. And, I, you know, that's what's missing for now. Everything is too PC. You can't say this. You can't say that. And she was genius and had the street cred to say it, yeah. which is pretty remarkable. I mean, she was quite lovely. Uh, Willem. Ah, uh, Willem. I love Willem. Willem is great. Um, Willem is in the movie uh, with me as well. Her and uh, yes. Willem is a hoot. Willem's a good time gal to hang out with. And uh, it's funny because recently, you know, everybody assumes that once you do Drag Race, that everybody hangs out with one another and that we're all tight and it's all kumbaya and we share newsletters. But we really <laughs> don't get to hang. Like, you know of the person. And it wasn't until we did the, the movie together that we really got to spend some time together. Extremely professional. New line. Showed up on time. Didn't pull any bullshit with me. And then she confessed she's scared of me. So that's the best place to keep people. Oh, good. <laughs> Good. If they're scared of you, they do right. Perfect. Yeah. Um, RuPaul. Oh, RuPaul. Um, you know, it's not like you haven't been asked this question a million times before. No, but you know what's great? Well, you know what's great about RuPaul, and I got to say, there's 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 RuPaul that we know on TV. Everybody say love. You know, it's all wonderful and magical in this. And I've also you know heard through her career, you know, ups and downs and some some diva moments and some this. And you know what? I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. You know, with the extent schedule and and the life that that he's had. But truly, my personal experience, because we don't know how much of that is true or what's going on. I mean, when right. you're filming a television show, it's long hours, it's long days and you're trying to do your job and you know it's 50 million people to make it happen but i gotta say my personal experiences not just me as a child knowing who rupaul was and loving the glamour and the fabulousness of it the supermodel yeah all of that was amazing but um to meet him and to know him and uh, it's been surreal but nothing but kind to me aside from winning the show uh since been extremely supportive of anything i've done as far as the movie cameo i said would you be interested in doing it immediately said yes uh I had some voiceover work that he did for me for my new show, Not Today's Satan, immediately said yes without a doubt. And um, doesn't um, 
you know, we don't go to lunch and hang out and kiki all the time, but right. truly there's an amount of respect there and been nothing but kind and supportive in everything that I do. And it, it's nice. It, it, not just him, but the, the entire world of Wonder Team and Logo uh, have been really been supportive because they want us to do well. So yeah. it, it's quite nice. I didn't expect that side of it in general, you know, to continue, because like I said, I'm two and a half years out of this, right. you know. Uh, but they want to see us succeed, which I think is kind of great, you know, because normally people would be all about themselves, but yeah. they want us to do well, which is why, you know, Adore and, and Bob the Drag Queen and, and you know, Latrice and Shangela, you, you know, I mean, some of them won and some of them didn't, but they know what they're doing if you want it. Yeah. It's a great platform. It's a golden ticket. Go out and get it. And Rue changed my life. You know, the opportunity was surreal. Um, well, this has been lovely, Bianca. Thank you. Make sure to see Bianca on tour. Make yes. sure to check out Hurricane Bianca. Go to Hurricane... Is it thehurricanebianca.com? No, it's hurricanebianca.com. I am thebiancadelrio.com. And, uh, yeah, all the information is there. And we hope that you'll maybe do a song one day. Get Willem to feature you on a track. You know, I should... Maybe I should do the rap. Yes. Maybe if Nicki Minaj says no, I can squeeze in and do a good, mean... What do they call it? Word. What do you say? What do you say when you're doing a rap? Verse. A verse. A verse, gonna, yeah, yeah. You're going to do. You're gonna drop some bars. How's that go? Yeah, I whatever. I go to bars. I'll drink. And then I can actually just sing a song. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll, do, I'll do some karaoke. <laughs> Bianca sings the classics. <laughs> Thank you, Bianca. Thank you. Thanks again to the fabulous Bianca Del Rio. Um, it was such a hoot. Talking with Bianca, we did. If you if you haven't seen our Facebook Live, um, it's on Billboard's Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, I also tweeted it. You can find. Um, I, I there's pr- gifts of them on Twitter. There's gifts of us <laughs> on Tumblr floating around. I didn't make them. Bianca fans That's did. Incredible. Um, I, so I just it's hilarious seeing myself in gift form with a drag queen. I'm all <laughs> for it though. So thanks again to Bianca, and we look forward to seeing you out on the road. And uh, congratulations on Hurricane Bianca. All right, we are all done. I really like the alliteration of our guests today. At least we had Bianca and Backstreet. I was like, like, it kind of works really nicely. It's it's uh it's the 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 the, the yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of like some cute BB <laughs> Bianca Street Billboard <laughs> Billboard presents the Backstreet Boys and Bianca Del Rio. Yes, exactly. On the Bop Shop podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it has its limits. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, what songs? Uh, what song should we go out on? Mm. Now we're gonna have some Backstreet playing before. We Backstreet. heard plenty of Backstreet, probably mm. even though there's never enough really. Well, there, w- let's see. There's a lot of iHeart people that we could uh, promote. Oh, I like that. Let's see. U2 is playing. Drake is playing. Britney's playing. Oh, I'm really excited. This is gonna be crazy, actually. We could do. Um, mm. <laughs> We're like, um. <laughs> um, I was gonna just say like U2's "Beautiful Day." That's I love it. Great. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.